Hello, hello, hello. Get that? I just took that from Kelly. Wow. <laughs> this is Gouda Murder Podcast. I am your host, Keely, and I'm with my two favorite ladies. Ladies of the cheese. Coda and Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm... I'm running right into the story. She's running. She got a long gonna, tonight. She's gonna, like, I just want to fucking get home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. Well, I'm tired. Too. Not hungry. You're not hungry. I'm not. We have cheese. I'm going to wash my hair. I feel like I look like a That's dirty cool. Amish. But... What? <laughs> Any, anyway. Are they listening? All because of True. a psychiatrist and one's memory. <laughs> we have this history to this story. It is extremely rare to be able to tell a story that dates back as far as this one does, and I am very excited to dive into this deranged and disturbing case. Warning, the remainder of this case is very dark, gruesome, involving murder, rape, blood, semen, bestiality, necrophilia, pyromania, the list will go on. I will not give any more warnings the rest of this episode. If you can't deal with it, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Whoa! Anyway, Peter Curtin was born May 26, 1883, in the city of Mulhem in Germany. Peter grew up the eldest of 13 siblings. Yes, 13. When your grandma was the oldest out of 13. 1883. Okay, that was normal. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it was. I, mean, I know. They had a high mortality rate, so keep popping out. I was 13, and it was like, you know, the, the 20s. 1920s. Yeah, that is insane. Still, mortality rate. Peter did not have a good home life at all. His mom was a stay-at-home mother looking after all of those damn kids. And his dad was a sand molder, which in other terms is just he was a factory worker. Well, he didn't make a lot of money, so you could have just said he was a, a sandcastle maker. So any of the money that he did earn, uh, he spent almost all of it on his drinking habits and whatever was left over from his binges, he brought home to the family. The family, a lot of the time, um, would starve. And they also lived in a tiny one-bedroom home for 13 children and two adults. Dad was drunk. It's all right. Yeah. That's yes. But that's not all he brought back. Ooh, <laughs> he, memories. he brought back a deep rage that could only be defeated by beating and raping his family. Mm-hmm. Peter was the oldest and he got the worst of it. And of course, living in a one bedroom apartment, there was no privacy. Uh, with 13 kids? Oh, wait, no, he's, he's out of 13 kids. Yes, he's out of 13 kids. So not only did Peter's dad beat up his wife and kids... He would also rape her every single day. And he would, the worst part is that he would rape her in front of all of the children and force them to line up into the bedroom, watch mom strip naked, and he would beat and rape her in front of everyone. And that was a normal everyday thing. That's why there's so many kids. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Yep. So at nine years old, Peter began running away from home. So instead of going home after school, he would go and hide in the woods or kind of hide in alleyways and would stay home for days or even weeks at a time. And uh, anyway, there was a nearby woods not far from their tiny home that he would basically camp out at. And in order for him to eat and find 
stuff for him to survive, Savage. he would pickpocket and would burgle homes. So, one day Peter was with another boy and they were playing near a river and they had made these homemade rafts out of logs and they got into this raft and were goofing around on the river, just being normal little boys at this time. And one story that I read said that the river was really choppy and, you know, the boys should not have been on there. And other stories were just said that um, Peter told one of the boys to go grab something in the water and he fell in and Peter held him down and drowned him. Uh-huh. And naturally, naturally. So nice reaction. With the choppy story, he, they say what? He just fell off. Yeah. He he fell off and drowned and Peter tried to save him. I'm using bunny quotations in the air. Um, because, um, not even a month later, Peter did the same thing with another friend. Oh. So two boys lost their life. In Peter's While presence. hanging out with Peter. Mm-hmm. And both times, the police ruled it out as an accident. Boys are being boys on this raft, goofing around. It was both on water? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, you're drunk. You're just... Yeah, but... <laughs> I just mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they, by a pool. Or yeah, mm-hmm. I know. But at nine years old, like, he's nine no. years old. Yeah, they're like, no, he would never. It's like a fluke accident that both of his friends died at the Damn. same. Jeez. Anyway, so now we're getting into 1894. Yes, we're still in the 1800s. At this point, uh, Pete's family has relocated about 20 miles south to the city Dusseldorf or Dusseldorf. Uh, Peter's dad got a job offer that paid a little bit more money. And they got a little bit of a bigger house for the family. Um, And the dad said that he wanted to do this to make the family a little more comfortable. And he thought that he was going to figure his stuff out. You know, now that he has more money and he he has a better house, he's going to sober up. That lasted two weeks. I was like, man, that lasted. Um, Yep. He continued spending all of his money on alcohol and continued to rape his wife almost every night. And now he is sexually assaulting his daughters. Uh, um, yes. So now Peter is not taking this anymore. He said, Mm-mm. he's going to find a way to get the cops involved in his dad abusing the family. He wants to be the bread of the, the breadwinner. He wants to take care of his family because yeah. he thinks he can do better. Yeah. Somehow the police got involved. Dad was arrested. Um, only for incest. Well, well, I, well, yeah, because back then and up until almost like up until like the seventies, even now, like in, in the 1970s, uh, abusing your wife and beating your wife wasn't technically illegal. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that's why he got it. He got banned. He got, okay. Anyway, it was and gross. He was only sentenced for 18 months. What? <laughs> so, um, once Peter found out that dad was in jail, he came back home. Because I said he had ran, he had run away. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not going to be anywhere around you. Yep. So Peter got a little side job working with a neighbor, a next door neighbor who was a dog catcher. At this time, like, dog catching was, like, a big gig. Yeah. yeah. This. They ran him up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This dog catcher was um, in the most proper terms, hated all living things. Yes. He would 
catch animals, it, whether they have little collars on. Um, he'd pick them up. He'd take them back to his place. He would break their tails. And this is how... <gasps> Yep. God. He. <laughs> there you warned me. You warned me. I did. I did. No second warning. Nope. He he told uh, he told Peter that to in order to find out how healthy a dog was, it was in order to do that was to break its tail. No. Mm-hmm. And then he also had told Peter that if in order to have a dog like you, you had to make it ejaculate, and would red rocket the dog, take care of its business. This and kid it, had no fucking chance. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. And yep. And so Peter thought that this was totally normal, and then it started into a little, a little further uh, bestiality. And um, he would watch the dog catcher take care of himself into a whatever animal he had caught: dogs, cats, squirrels, rabbits, whatever he could snatch. He used their snatch. Also, okay, if we're going to joke about something side note, I found out that some dog breeders nowadays, mm-hmm. if depending on the breed, like for bulldogs, for example, they have a hard time like actually mounting. And so there are some breeders that will help along the male in yeah. order to, to yep. collect seed and to breed the dog. And okay, it doesn't get weird like this. However, uh, they do that with yeah. horses too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's an uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll put like a fake uh, sleeve, like they'll have sleeve, the horse yeah. mount a sleeve, but then like put the sleeve there instead of the female. It's the bag mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this poor kid had no yeah. fucking chance. Mm-hmm. No chance every every man in his life was a mm-hmm. monster. That's disgusting. Poor kid. Yeah. So Peter um, started carrying out these practices without the dog catcher. Monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. And he decided that he wanted to explore sex himself. And he started at school. He went up to gr- any girl that he saw in the hallway, whether they be in their grade, older, younger. He said, hey, you guys want to have sex? Yeah. Got turned down almost every single time. No. Almost. There was one girl. Okay. In all of my readings, I couldn't find the name for this girl. Okay. Uh, but anyway... Girl said, yeah, for sure, let's go. So Peter and her went to a creepy little alleyway, and she said, actually, never mind, I'm done. Peter got upset, and he left. Didn't harm her. Okay. Just, scary. just said, yeah, yeah fuck this. Start. Yep, got upset, Not and he yet. left. So he was angry. He was yeah. furious. Yes. He decided he was going to take out his anger um, and go to a sheep farm that was not far from where he lived um he was or no i'm sorry no 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 let me go back a little bit peter got angry was going into the woods this is where it starts he has said that a squirrel apparently bit him on the finger and instead of shaking the squirrel off he said that the squirrel was lodged into his finger with his teeth and so he just strangled the squirrel until it was no longer moving and he said he ejaculated instantly uh, there we go okay there we go well, and that's where the fetish comes from mm-hmm. so now he he got such a rush from doing that to the squirrel choking a squirrel that then he went to a sheep farm there we go i'm sorry guys skipped skipped a Choke little part yep found a sheep in one of the sheep pens not far from where he was living went in 
started goofing around with a sheep. And he would do this almost every single day. When you say goofing around, are you mm-hmm. He was fucking the sheep. Okay. Sorry. He was... That. Goofing... I, well, I just want to make sure I mean, goofing around the sheep. Yes, he was... Or, sheep. Or, or strangling the sheep for him to get Not out. Not yet. Oh. So after a couple weeks of going and seeing these sheep every single day, uh, he said that he couldn't get hard anymore. I missed you, baby. Yep. Yeah, he said, this, this isn't it. Anymore. He pulled a knife out. And while... Having some fun with the sheep, started stabbing them. Seeing the blood instantly, got him off. Got him off. Okay. And he just in his pants. Yeah. Okay. Continue doing that. Just a quick little stab. Um, yeah. He had to find different farms to do this because, you know, why are all my sheep dead? This is so weird. Um, yeah. Why did no police get involved in this? Yeah. No one knows. There's nothing there. But he eventually couldn't get off on doing the sheep and stabbing them. He got off on just killing them. Deep, gruesome murders. Mm-hmm. Leaving the scene with his semen. Uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this whole whole routine, doing that. Um, he was walking home from his sheep killings most recent sheep killing, and he came across a swan. Don't know how he caught this swan walking home. This is kind of funny because we were just talking about geese and how terrifying they were. Yeah, that's scary. Yep, he saw this, ran after a swan, grabbed it, broke its neck, cut its neck, and drank the blood of the swan. Immediately. (laughs) Took care of business. Ejaculated. You guys should tally how many times I say ejaculated and turn or this either, into. Or just say a, a drink. Uh huh. So Peter soon realized that the sight of blood was what truly excited him, and uh, he would just negative. he would just spontaneously ejaculate. Sometimes thinking about blood, and this was his sick and twisted obsession with blood. And this is where the nickname, the Vampire of Dusseldorf, came from. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So now we get to 1901. Peter is currently 18 years old. His mom has finally... Oh, no, babe. (laughs) Peter is currently 18. His mom has finally filed for divorce, and she took the children and left. He decided it was also time for him to leave, and he set out on his own and moved to a different town just outside of Dusseldorf. He got a girlfriend. His girlfriend was a sex worker. She was two years older than him. And the two of them started having sex. From my understanding, this is the very first time he has had human intercourse. Oh, I bet you he couldn't do it with her. Huh? <laughs> blood. Not blood. Peter said. Participation. Peter yeah. said that Peter. just regular sex did not excite him, mm-hmm. and because there was no violence at all, and there were no animals, no blood, anything, he couldn't couldn't get off on it. He had. Talked his girlfriend into a little bit of role play. And she said, yeah, I'm totally down. And he took it so far. Yeah. Nope, almost. He choked her so hard that, you know, she's trying to tap out. Hey, I can't do this anymore. Um, she freaked out, got off, and ran out. Called the police. Or, sorry, didn't call the police. Went to the police station. Filed a police report. Whatever it was at that time. Yeah, there's no calling <laughs> Peter was arrested and sent to jail for one week. Wow. I wonder what they call that charge. 
attempted murder. I don't know, just assault. No, no, but one week. Yeah. No, Peter. You should have choked her harder. You beat up or you assaulted your your girl your sex worker girlfriend. Okay, well, you did almost kill her, so yeah, one week. You're grind. Peter gets out of jail, jumps into another relationship very quickly, and was with an older woman who had a 16-year-old. And the same thing pretty much happened all over again. The sex is too boring for Peter. He starts to beat his new girlfriend. He starts to choke her at first, and his girlfriend kind of puts up with it. Um, And she finally said, hey, I can't do this anymore. She resisted. Peter threatened to kill her, and she left. And luckily, Peter actually went to jail for theft. So unrelated to this uh, this incident, he goes to jail for eight months. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So then he gets out of prison, goes back to the older woman. However, he starts a relationship up again, not with the older woman, with the 16-year-old. Ew, mm-hmm. God. Peter took complete advantage of the 16-year-old and immediately started having extremely violent sex with her. Explaining to her that this is what normal sex is like. Oh, no. So she went on for months thinking that this was totally normal. Okay. She finally told mom. She's like, hey, mom, I can't do this anymore. We got to go. Yeah. Peter found out. She's like, no shit. Mm-hmm. Peter found out, got upset, and the girls are standing at the door getting ready to leave. He pulled a gun out, tries to shoot them. Luckily, his his aim is terrible. <laughs> And guns back then were yeah. terrible yep. also. The two women got away, uh, but his pants did not. Oh. And he just in his pants. Nice. Anyway, that's not that's not all. But that's that's enough for his childhood. So let's oh, yeah, talk about... Not, is he 20 yet? Is like not even he's still like... Oh, yeah. He's, he's 19. 18. He's like 19. Eight, 18. 18. No, he said 19. close to 19. Yeah. He said he was 19, so he's like, what, almost like 21 or 20 yep. in his early 20s. But we'll find out more after this cheese break. (laughs) Thank you, Keely. Well, with all that ugliness and craziness, uh, we're going to... Nasty. Nastiness. What we're going to do now is get into the unnastiness of this podcast, the cheese break, okay? So we're in Germany. We're listening to such such atrocious... Atrocious. Thank you. Mm, I can't even say it again. Atrocities? Yes, atrocities. And now we're going to try to lighten it up with some light cheese. So Germany is... Butter cheese! Uh, Germany is rich in cheese making, having developed several hundred varieties over the course of history, also known for imitating cheeses by nearby countries. So uh, I know... Well, I wouldn't say copycats, but very great um, adapters. Inspired. They've been inspired by other countries. Uh, Some original German cheeses um, are the... Bruder basil, the buttercass, the cam cambozola, and a emmental emmental um, emmental e m m e n t a l emmental, and also one of the I would say also one of the most popular cheeses in Germany is not necessarily original German cheese, but uh, it's Gouda. Yee. Yee. I don't know if that's supposed to be yeet, but I like the yee. Oh, yeah, it was that one. 
yeah okay cool yeah uh germany has been making gouda for 200 years and the cheese remains one of the country's most popular made from a full cream as we know uh has a mild and buttery taste so that's the gouda girls we're mild and buttery and we're also going to be getting into some buttery cheese the tonight we have a the buder case which is really little literal translation to butter cheese so case Butter cheese, butter cheese, butter case. We need to make uh, that into like just a thing. Butter cheese. Yeah, we'll just record that. There you go. Just Perfect. Make it a catchphrase. Like, butter cheese. Butter cheese. Get a soundboard. Okay. Like butter cheese. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 but like hit the button. cheese. Anyway, that'll get into the works once we get more techie. I don't know. I don't think we should get more techie with all these idiot ideas. I love them. <laughs> Just our our obnoxious ratings to go through the roof, you know. That'll that'll just not. <laughs> yeah, if that doesn't if that doesn't make it, I don't know what it will. <laughs> we need a soundboard so we can do the cheese. Yeah, get your laughing. Yeah, cheese bags. Cheese bags. Oh my goodness. Anyway, back to this butter cheese. Uh, so Buda case is creamy. It's made from a milk, a, a mild cow's milk. Um, it's actually derived from its melt in your mouth flavor, um, which that reminds one of butter. Um, butter cheese. Butter cheese melts in your mouth. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you know what that reminds me of? Hmm. From Frozen when he's like. I've never seen Frozen. Or, big summer oh. I love that. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, uh, anyway, so butter butter case is also known is also known Damon case, which translates to ladies' cheese, uh, due to its delicate flavor. So, night and it's feeling right. It's ladies' night. Oh, butter cheese! Yeah, <laughs> something like that. We're so good. We're so good. I'm feeling so inspired We're right so now. Good. We're so Gouda. Ah, goofy Gouda. Ah. <laughs> so with this... T- <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fucking I'm so sorry. Every time I laugh, my chair Oh my goodness. Okay. So listeners, so our mic's probably not picking it up well enough, but we're all sitting in, in these wooden wooden stool top chairs They're at like Coda's. Leather. Cheap pleather seeds, but every time she laughs, her body shaking is making her chair squeak. So it's like while she's silently drifting off into laughter, we just hear her chair go <laughs> like it's laughing along with her. I hold myself still, but I you can't ooh, I'm working those ab muscles. You're working those ooh. ab muscles, lady. So we are eating. So this butter cheese, this ladies' cheese, um, is going to be a delicate top off between these ferocious crimes that Keely's going to be spilling at us. Um, it is usually aged for one month, uh, and it's used for like it's it's said to be a great substitute to butter when snacking, or like an excellent on baked potatoes in place of sour cream. So you kind of get the drift. This is a very this is very light, very soft. It's still like a it still comes in a block form or like a loaf form. However, however, it is a very soft, very high melting point. As Keely has already found out, it makes a 10 out of 10 grilled cheese, but a cheese on the grilled cheese. And 
tonight we're gonna be just eating it. I have some just like regular. I think it'll be really good with the, these just these regular Ritz crackers. Mm-hmm. However, it also pairs well with fruits and sparkling wine. So as per usual, we do have some Honeycrisp apples. But then I also got us well the main the main pairing for the butter cheese for this the butter case is going to be our sparkling wine and. Uh, I decided I was looking through, so I got this Riesling, this imported Riesling, imported from where? Imported from Germany! So we got a German wine. It's Starling Castle brand. It's a Riesling, so again, it's, it's going to be a sparkling wine. I love Riesling. It's probably like one of my... I mean, I love all wine, but whenever, like I went, I go out, I, when I go out to dinner with like my mom, we always get a glass of Riesling and it's Riesling good, Riesling. Um, so this, this Starling, Starling Castle Riesling, uh, it is a project product of Germany in Rheinhessen, Rhein, Rheinhessen, R-H-E-I-N-H-E-S-S-E-N, Rheinhessen. It is dry. To semi from a, from a scale to dry to sweet, it is between semi sweet and sweet, like most rieslings are. So I'm very excited uh, to try it, test it out with this very light and mild cheese, and just and in its appearance, it is a very light colored cheese, so very almost like white, very creamy, very soft, a very soft loaved. It's very keely skin tone, very close to keely skin tone. I love it. Um, not even her wintry skin tone, but her all year skin tone. Yeah, this is my year round color. Here's your year round color. Keely, taking a bite. Give us your give us your taste test. Give it give it I have to I have to finish my current glass of red. Butter cheese. Butter cheese. So you have to tell me what do you what do you what are the taste flavors? What how uh, describe describe to the audience. You wouldn't believe it, but it tastes like butter butter. Yes, it does. Buttery, Very okay. Smooth. smooth, okay, okay. Does it have a melt in your mouth flavor to it? Absolutely, absolutely. Right on the cracker, even better with the apple. Take yourself a little. I like how you're leaning in, but the microphone's face towards It'll me. Still <laughs> It'll still catch. the speaker's on the back side. Man. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I cool. Got, I got. I got those little. Uh, little the mics. Little plow. Oh, uh, the little plugs. We'll put mics. Okay. See, we're getting fancy cheese mm-hmm. bags. Okay. So we oh, we busted into the thousands of listeners. So thank you, thank you. Uh, I will. Uh, you know, it's only it's two years in the making, and we're finally making progress. Hello. But no, seriously, there's really, you know, I don't want us to get us bogged down on the business aspect of it. Whoever's listening, you're listening. I love. Yeah, okay, Keely does. We're. I love that you're here. I'm just here for the cheese and the accoutrement, the the accompaniment of the cheese mm-hmm. and stories and the reasoning and the so, wines. I just really like Kelly's progress on being able to listen to the gnarly versus when we first started and it looked like you were in a bar if you puke on my grandma's porch. Wait, what? Say that again? What? Oh, 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 the gnarly. Oh, you mean like, I was like, I've always loved the cheese. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no listen to the gnarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I remember, like, I thought Kelly was going to turn us out on one of the stories. One of the first episodes we told. The Ed Gein one. The Ed Gein one and the Axe the one. Nipple belt. I thought that, that was, I was listening as a fan to the Ed Gein one and I was fucking laughing. Uh, Not at the story, which is like, I could tell it was Keely slapping her titties and <laughs> I was just. 
I'm in my That's car. That's a Keely titty slap sound. Pre-K pickup line. <laughs> Pre-K pickup line. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. I just remember looking over at Kelly and her face got paler than it normally is. And nice. I was like, hey, girl, are you okay? And she's like, oh, I'm fine. If you don't know us by now, yeah. we're all very light-skinned. We're all very light-toned. Um, however, when I get uncomfortable and a little queasier than some, I get even more lighter-toned. So Keely's more of a consistent butter cheese tone, yeah. and Coda, you're like a you're like a good middle. You're like you have you you get you have some tan notes in you. You get some I, in the summer. It I gets can, a little bronzier. I can, I can toast. Yeah, yeah. She has the most toastiness it out of the three. Doesn't stick around, but you know, it never does. Must be nice. Anyway, so I have the Riesling. I'm going to take a sip. I know you ladies are, are sipping on some other things, but I'm going to take a sip of the cheese and the wine. So here we go. Ooh, very nice and mild. It's very soft. Mm-hmm. Very soft. Mm. So I definitely want to try it on a grilled cheese. Like, mm. yeah. butter cheese. Butter cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Butter cheese. <laughs> go put that on a t shirt. And make patches out butter cheese. Yes, that's your Christmas present. Yeah, looking it up now. No. Oh no! I'm sorry. Go say say it. Oh, like cardboard thing you made for Thanksgiving. (gasps) Yes, my little felt pins. Butter cheese. A felt pin with a square butter cheese. Butter cheese. Butter cheese. I bet I could figure that out. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Get my crafty. There you go. But no, it's good. With the Riesling, it's really good. I think the, the Riesling is, uh, it again, it's, it, it's definitely more on the sweeter side like most Rieslings are. I feel like the the butter cheese, the butter case, we have to start calling it the actual name. Yeah, the the butter case, or butter case, butter case, it is, or, or Damon case, the ladies cheese, Damon case. Uh, so the, the cheese itself is very mild. Like I said, it, it, does, it does actually have like a nice, buttery almost like a salty stop that's how you taste it that's how you you have to you have to flap the tongue in from the <laughs> yeah, roof or your palate ice cream video I sent you of course i did that's where <laughs> i learned it no that's not no, how no i did yes. not <laughs> I'm sorry it's no. a, it's it's a it's a flavor tester so you have to so when you're taste testing things you have to you have to actually do the thing with your mouth and your tongue and you have to like slap it against the roof of your mouth. And I mean, there's, this is a very much more professional way of describing this. Yes, I know. Okay. So sorry for you guys with the, with the, the sound sensitivity. However, this is how your, the, your flavor. So your, your taste buds, you don't have just taste sensors or taste receptacles on your tongue. So yes, your tongue's covered in taste buds, but however, your roof of your mouth, the inlining of your cheeks and your saliva help contribute to the taste that you're tasting. So in order to do that, you have to take a bite, take a scoop of something and do, and just let it kind of like aerate in your mouth, let it let it roll around and and really get the the flavor context of it and yeah okay l- l- Sorry. listen that up oh wow Just don't listen it. to it nine thousand taste bud yeah aerate it warm it up driving up that top milk that cream pure vanilla yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm aerating it. I'm getting the top note. There's no vanilla, but I would bet, I bet you something like creamy with vanilla and a cookie would slap. 
I'm also slapping with this reason because okay, so the cheese itself is giving very mild, buttery, like um, a nice soft cheese, a nice soft cheese taste. And then the Riesling with its sharpness, its 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 sparkliness is giving a little bit. It makes the cheese feel or taste a little bit more sharp, which is really interesting. It kind of it kind of taste tests challenge the flavors up a little bit, and I'm I'm really really enjoying it. So I'm going to think happy thoughts, and I'm gonna keep enjoying this butter cheese while we dive into these terrible terrible Peter Pucker. Peter, no, I'm oh, gonna make a nickname. Oh, Peter, Peter Perkin, sheep fucker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Peter, Peter, sheep fucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, lordy. Anyway, oh cheese. shit, but a cheese. Puberty happened a little late in Coda's life. Her husband's better cheese. Anyway. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Kelly, you went way too far. Okay. I'm getting back into the swing of whatever your horrible story is. Sorry. Do you need me to stop? No, it's okay. Go ahead. Because of the power that Peter had with that gun. He started to have fantasies about a girl he went to school with, and he started fantasizing about shooting her. Yikes. Maybe this was one of the girls that turned him down for sex. Maybe he had a little bit of a grudge against one of the girls that, again, probably turned him down. Yeah, that would have been a bad idea. Uh, but he just really, really wanted to carry out this in his real life. So he managed to track down this exact girl where she lived, started watching what she did, learning her routine. And then one day, she got out of bed in the morning. Peter was watching through the window, and he shot at her through the window. He ejaculated immediately. (laughs) Now, thankfully, like I said, Peter doesn't have the best shot. Yeah. So the girl was fine, and she survived. And he was actually arrested and sent to prison for one year. He gets out after one year, and now we get into 1905. Um, A lot of things have happened. He has decided that he's going to join the army. and Well, he doesn't decide. He gets forced into joining the army. And um, joins the German army and was sent to serve in France. Peter did not like being in the army. He didn't like being told what to do. He didn't like being bossed around. And what did he do? He decided to run away. This is where Peter discovered that he also got a sexual pleasure from arson. Mm. So not only stabbing and raping multiple types of species, um, <laughs> add arson to the list. Okay. Arson. Yep. The, the thought of fire or someone getting burnt got him hot. got him hot, hot and literally. bothered. He started setting fires to barns with animals inside and he got a kick out of knowing that he was killing animals in this farm barn sorry and then just began setting things on fire left and right center everywhere if he saw a pile of something he would light it on fire okay he got arrested and i'm not sure if he got arrested for arson or theft at this time but it was one of those two he got arrested for either of them and was 
The army had found out that he had gone AWOL from the army, so they decided to make his punishment even higher. Peter goes to prison for eight years, which is pretty much the rest of his 20s. And when he was in prison, let's just say he went through a pretty significant transformation. Okay. <clears throat> One thing about Peter is he loves to talk and soon found a group of fellow sex offenders in prison. And they called him oh, no. the king of the perverts. They called him the king of the perverts. He was the king of the perverts. Oops. Because he had all of these sex offenders captivated by all of his stories, giving advice to other sex offenders. No! Oh, bro. <laughs> giving advice to other sex offenders on how they could commit crimes better, how they could become more sadistic. Okay, pause. I don't like that, and nobody should. Also, that also makes me really scared because usually when you do go to prison, for people who are convicted of like crimes such as that they are housed together and that just makes me really really fucking worried because that is that what my my fear yeah my fear <laughs> is actually a reality whether you were obviously talking about the early 1900s but however now now no now that is actually still could that just puts my actual absolute fear into fruition and i hate it anyway gross do you need to go for a quick walk while i continue this no Okay, she's over here hyperventilating in the corner. This is why we don't have the full YouTube channel up and going yet. Because <laughs> none of us know how to be still. <laughs> so, okay, anyway, he was giving advice how to get away with crimes, how to become more sadistic, um, how to get away or not get caught. And he also told one of his inmates a very disturbing story. Um, and he said that, he, sorry. He told one of the inmates that he would bite into a woman's genitalia. Uh, it started bleeding, and he drank the blood. Oh, God. Peter That's was... some Megan Fox and fucking... <laughs> MJK, MJK shit. shit. Yes. Let me drink your blood. Now we are one. We're blood moon twins. We're twin flame. Blood what is that? Buddies. Yeah. Butt buddies. Blood buddies. buddies. <laughs> yeah. Blood butt buddies. Uh, anyway... Peter was always getting into trouble, and he was always put into solitary confinement. The prison cards did not treat him very well, and they would actually torture Peter. While he was in solitary confinement for extremely long periods of time, he was given no food, he was chained to his bed, and at one point, for three weeks straight... Um, Sorry. No. Uh, Peter hated this treatment so much that he tried to take his own life. He tried to cut into one of the main arteries... To bleed out and he didn't cut de deep enough however one of okay, once sorry did it say did he make his own shiv did he did he just found something to cut himself i don't i didn't find that anywhere other than he found some way to cut himself harm himself while he was in confinement I'm just thinking because like it was like early 1900 so yeah they probably did still give you like silverware to eat or something like that so anyway yeah, mm -hmm. gross However, once Peter saw his own blood, he became incredibly excited and aroused. And when he was taken to the hospital wing, he just kept talking to the doctors about, about. about his blood. Asking them, like, do I have strong blood? How did my blood look? How much did I lose? And not am I going to survive or am I okay, but wow, just... all that blood. And... 
Yep. Just the good stuff. While discussing this with his doctor, um, he took care of business himself. He ejaculated. Oh, wow. While talking to his doctor. While talking to the doctor. Once he um, was done in the hospital wing, they took him back to solitary confinement, and Peter decided to pass the rest of his time in confinement by pleasuring himself while thinking about his bloody sexual fantasies. Yeah. Okay. Now we are into 1913, and Peter is now 30 years old. He's been released, and 30-30. Peter has no job. He has no real life skills. He's they don't say. he's Nonsense. just surprise, surprise. He's just Peter the sheepfucker. Okay. <laughs> Peter, Peter sheepfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter, like I said, when he was very young, he was known for petty crimes. Not known, but he got away with petty crimes, breaking into houses, burglary. Berkeley is the yeah. same thing. Um, so he began breaking into houses in the city of Cologne. Cologne. I'm going to go with Cologne. Mm-hmm. Cologne. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I enough. honestly think his intentions were just to steal any valuables or foods and then left. However, one night, um, he stumbled across... 10-year-old Christine Klein's bedroom. Christine Klein was sound asleep in her own room and Peter suddenly got the strong desire or urge and fantasy about committing murder. Mm-hmm. Took over him. Peter placed his hands on Christine's throat and began choking her. Christine awoke and she started scratching at Peter's arms, really trying to fight for her life and trying to break free. But after a couple minutes, Christine passed and Peter pulled out a pocket knife, slashed her throat from left to right, and the blood started gushing from her neck. And as soon as Peter saw the blood, he ejaculated. Take a shot. Peter fled the scene, and the next day, he returned to the scene. uh, Sorry, scene of the crime. And he decided to be nosy. He was asking police about what had happened. He went to the pub. Mm -hmm. Went to the pub across the street and was listening to every everyone murmur about, oh my gosh, what what did what happened? What yeah. oh. I can't believe they do that to what sweet Christine. So <laughs> Christine's uncle, so the um, father's brother, okay. they had a huge falling out the day before the this incident. The uncle and the dad. The uncle and the dad. The entire family. Oh, okay. Something happened between dad and uncle and uh, whatever. They said, fuck this, uncle dipped out, whatever. And so now everyone in this town or area mm-hmm. thinks that it was the uncle. Was the uncle. He got arrested no! and was charged with the murder. Mm-hmm. Some like Hatfields and McLeans sort yep. of thing, but not really. McCoy's McLeans. <laughs> wow. So after Christine's funeral, Peter would go to her grave every single day. He would touch the soil on the grave. And guess what happened when he touched the soil on top of her coffin? He ejaculated. (sighs) Over the next few months, Peter goes out on a nasty, violent spree of attacks that resulted in many possible murders with an axe. Now, the reason I say possible is because Peter (laughs) would go out at any time, day, night, whatever. If he saw someone by themselves, he'd go up and he would attack them with the axe. Whether that be a, a swift swing at their arm, their neck, their head, uh, and he would run away. Yikes. Would not would not watch, mm-hmm. just knows that he's going out and attacking these people. 
the city of Dusseldorf was really creeped out by that. Started telling people, you know, don't go out in public without other people, you know, kind of stay to yourself. Kind of like our California episode a million years ago. <laughs> don't go out after dark. Don't feed yeah. the gremlins. Yeah, don't feed the, don't feed the gremlins. Um, but yeah, he would hit them over the head and run away. There was one chance that he did admit to... There was a woman walking home at night. She reached her front door. Peter ran up behind her and smashed her over the head with an axe. She fell to the floor, was bleeding. Peter ejaculated and then ran away from the scene of the crime. So we don't know if she survived or not. There's no no further proof than that. There was another night that Peter admitted that he saw a man drunkenly walking home from the pub. Went up and attacked him. Hit him over the head again and then ran away from the scene. So, (laughs) there's another time that Peter actually went on a date with a woman. Peter asked this woman if she wanted to have sex. She said no. Uh, Peter said, that's fine. I'll just walk you home. It is what it is. He took her into an alley, stole her earrings, raped her, and then ran off. Didn't kill her. Just raped her. Just raped her. You know, because he's, he's a good person sometimes. There was another time that he saw a homeless man sitting, sleeping on a park bench. He hit him over the head with the axe. He went and hid behind a bush and waited to see if anyone would find him. Yep. Yep. He saw someone coming towards this homeless man, thought that he was going to get caught, ejaculated immediately, and then ran away into the woods. He's just coming and going. (laughs) Now, July of 1913, Peter has set out to commit yet another crime. He has a little trick up his sleeve because Peter somehow managed to get his hands on a skeleton key or master key. So at this point in time, a skeleton key was could literally unlock everything. Yeah, this wasn't this isn't like now. I'm unlocking every single thing. Yeah, because again, back in like this time era, locks weren't com- complex. It was mm-hmm. average locks if people had locks. Yep, or just like, wanted to protect complex. the wind. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I know some like back in the day, some of these things, like some things, were built like sturdy as hell, like furniture. They weren't making it cheaply because it was made out of like oak and like mm-hmm. walnut or like whatever heavy wood. But like, and also, but like you think of like some of their locks, but you know these lock and keys like you're saying like a skeleton key or like a mm-hmm. could easily open your neighbor's door yep. anybody's door because again they were just they're just like simple yep. simple things yep. not what they are today so it was noted that in Dusseldorf in 1913 there was 300,000 people living in this area and Peter had access to every single one of them ah. mm-hmm. Peter literally walked up and down the streets of Dusseldorf. And on one Saturday evening, he just picked a house that he thought was neat looking. Didn't see anyone go in or out of it. He just knew someone lived in there. And that's where he was going. Nice. Yep. So he waited until nighttime, crept upstairs, or got in the house, unlocked it, went inside, went right upstairs, came across a 17-year-old girl named Gertrude. She. <laughs> she was asleep in her bed and just like he had done to Christine went up to Gertrude, placed his hands around her throat and started choking her Ugh. she woke up and Peter just kept squeezing and squeezing and 
Gertrude went to scream, but Peter had already crushed her vocal cords. Couldn't make a sound, and Peter watched as Gertrude's life drained out of her, and this happened. Blood actually started to spurt out of Gertrude's throat and out of her mouth, and what happened? Well, yeah, but Peter ejaculated. Of course. (laughs) He walked out of the house, locked the door back up, and went on his way. Following the murder of Gertrude at this point in time, World War I had broken out and Peter was called up to join the army. He was sent away, however, and he ran away for the second time. He was arrested and was sent to military prison for the rest of the war. He spent six years in prison. Peter is now released and he's 37 years old. He's moved in with his sister and Peter has seemed Uh. to have a little bit of an awakening. He wanted to live the rest of his life as good and innocent as he could he wanted to turn his life around and he wanted to turn his back on crime Mm -hmm. his sister introduced him to one of her friends augusta augusta they hit it off straight away and as soon and they soon started dating it wasn't long until peter and augusta went out to get married which i bet you weren't expecting the vampire of dusseldorf getting married wow settling down but augusta was not so innocent herself She's also a murderer. Ah! Is she really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god! (laughs) Augusta was 23 in a relationship with a gardener, and it was a pretty good relationship that lasted a few years. They were even engaged, and he promised to marry her. But one day, he ditched her. Augusta was so upset by this, she picked up a gun and shot him and killed him instantly. She served a five-year prison sentence. The murder of her fiance. (laughs) Peter found out about this very shortly after they got married. And he goes, oh, no biggie. But he did not tell Augusta about his history. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. He kept it all a secret. But the marriage turned pretty sour pretty quickly. Um, He started treating Augusta like he treated the rest of the women in his life and became incredibly violent. Peter told Augusta that if she ever tried to leave him, he would kill her. Augusta was trapped in this awful marriage. I'd be like, oh no, bitch, I'm gonna fucking kill you. That's just me. (laughs) And Peter told her that, yeah, (laughs) literally, Peter told her that she must remain faithful to him, but he did not extend the same respect to her. Peter had a number of affairs. Peter, Peter, sheep cheater. Sorry. Um, starting his affairs with a younger woman named Tita. Okay. Just so you know, in Germany, it is a illegal to have extramarital affairs. Or it was at this time. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Peter told Tita that his name was Fritz. Okay. Tita was very young, very naive, and they started to have sex, which was consensual, consensual, but it was very violent. And Tita was very confused because this person she had had sex with didn't realize that this was, thought that this was not normal. And Peter explained, just like he did with his first 16 year old girlfriend, that this is how all sex is. Violent, nasty, whatever. This affair had been going on for months, and he was also having an affair on Tita with another woman named Mech, who also 
said that my name's Fritz, whatever. They were having consensual sex. It got nasty and violent. Mm. Mech found out about Tita and went to the police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they end up fighting. Sorry, Augusta found out as well, went so to Augusta's police. Augusta's wife. Augusta, his wife, found yeah. out about one of the affairs. Yeah, Tita and this other bitch. Mech. I believe she found out about Mech. So <laughs> okay. not the first one, the other one. Oh, okay. Went to police. Police said that, you know, ah, it's okay. And only sent him to prison for eight months. When he was released from prison, he goes crawling back to Augusta. And she takes him back straight away. He says that he's a changed man. He won't cheat on her. And she said, all right, bet. So instead of cheating on Augusta, he decides that he's going to go on a huge spree of crime. Crime. Crime murder. So he decides to visit one of his earlier passions, which was fire. Crime and fire. <laughs> he would set fires to houses, businesses, farms, forests, people. People? <laughs> what? I mean, if they're in the forest. You were in my way. Like, yeah. I was throwing that Molotov cocktail <laughs> towards that tree. And he would, he would get off in these locations of these. He'd watch the fires go and he'd just get off, take care of business, ejaculate. Knowing that he... So much Mm-hmm. He, at one point, well, multiple points, had tried to light an orphanage on fire, tried this multiple times, and he had said that this fantasy of hearing the children scream for help really got him no, hot and not. bothered. But thankfully, every single time, the orphanage was unsuccessful. In fact, when these fires broke out because of Peter, uh, there were people around and a lot of times people would ask him for help to put out these fires, which Peter gladly helped because he likes to be in control. <laughs> there was there was one instance that he got so excited about this God complex and knowing that he's helping people that he ran into the woods, took care of his business, and came out and was trying to help people get out of one of the burning buildings. All right. We're now into 1929. Peter is 46 years old. (laughs) Okay. And it continues. Uh, But wait, there's more. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're we're getting there. Okay. Peter came across this beautiful woman named Apollonia. He was walking down the street. She was walking down the street on her own. And Peter was so confident that no one would see him that he came up behind her, grabbed her by the coat, whispered in her ear, don't scream. Dragged her, dragged her into some nearby bushes, pulled out a pair of sharpened scissors, and stabbed mm-hmm. her 24 times. Scissors are scary. Mm-hmm. I understand why people don't want to run with them. <laughs> Kelly, what the? I they agree. are! They're a knife with handles. Two Tell of me them. I'm wrong. You're They're not. They're a lever. They're two knives on a lever. Yep. <laughs> and a lever. So he ran away, thinking that he got away with this murder. Five days later, there's a article or something in the newspaper saying that they're looking for the the pos- almost killer of this woman and that she survived the stabbing. He was pissed. Oh, she survived. She oh, survived fuck. 
the 24 stabbings and he oh was God. furious also how do you do that back in the day i'm thinking like oh okay i'm sorry i keep interrupting <laughs> no. but also this is like the early still still early 1900s okay whatever mm -hmm. um 24 times stabbed survives which is rare which is rare mm -hmm. but imagine like a modern quote unquote modern medicine back then and they're like oh. put some dog hair on it <sighs> So because he was so angry at the fact that Apollonia, this beautiful woman, survived his 24 stabbings, yeah. he went to a church, saw a eight-year-old girl <gasps> no. getting ready to walk home, asked her where she was going, said, oh, you know, I'm going to walk home. Said, let me walk you home. No. No, thank you. Yep. Took her around the corner, wrapped his hands around her throat, strangled her until she passed away. Eventually, sexually assaulting her. No! Yep. Waited until she died. Mm-hmm. Stabbed her a couple times. Lit her body on fire. And then, um... And then just had had his his way of, uh... With an eight-year-old? With an eight-year-old. Yep. Eight-year-old corpse. Corpse. Yep. So he had left the scene and came back a couple days later to see that her body was still there and decided he was going to bury a hole in it and goes, yeah, never mind. Left it there. And every, every couple days he'd come take a peek, take care of his business and oh go about his day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Following the murder of little Rosa. Oh, sorry. There's a lot going on here now. Yeah. But, but wait, there's more. Um, He tried to attack another woman. She had an umbrella. She tried to fight him off. And he got so excited by the fact that someone was trying to fight him that he ejaculated and then ran away. Okay. That was another one. Yikes. Um, The last incident that is noted is Peter decided he's going to go on one more one more final kill and he saw this beautiful woman at a bus stop or train station i'm sorry mm -hmm. and she's getting harassed by a man mm -hmm. and peter decided he was going to step in and no. protect her yep rambo style sure <laughs> rambo style. um went up and protected her and he's like let me let me take you back to my place and I can walk you back to the train station later. We just want to make sure that this guy's not going to come back. Okay. She goes, okay. They get back to his place. Please don't forget that his wife is at home. Oh, he takes her home to his wife's home? To their home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and his wife, I don't know if she just wasn't there or wasn't paying attention, but the girl was like, mm, I got this weird feeling. I want to leave. Yeah. And he goes, Okay. Walk and he goes. Let's go through the long way. We'll walk through the woods and then go back to the train right, station. Also, also, sorry. Side note: Wife was already caught on to no. Was this no? I mean, not caught on to oh. this one, but she knew that he was having an affair prior. Well, he said that he stopped doing stopped affairs. Oh, so I believe that. Okay. Got yeah, me. yeah. No, no. He's a totally faithful man. He's just yeah, gone at all hours of the day. Teenager, this little young woman. Okay. Yes. Well, yep. If they're dead. They don't count. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he's probably they're gonna die, so this doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, basically. And so he took her on a walk through the woods and decided that he's gonna rape her. 
But for some reason, he kind of liked her. I don't know. He got this vibe that, you know, he had the God complex because he saved her at the train station, right? Yeah. So he wasn't going to kill her. I'm just going to violate you. Violate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let her go. But this is where he goofed up. He took her home. Took her home. So. She knows where you live. Yep. She told him, I won't tell anyone. I don't even know where you live. And he goes, all right, bet. And he left. She went to the police. She said, I can take you to where he is. This and that. Took him. And Peter saw the police and ran away. Somehow got away. And he decided that I have to save my wife. Snuck back into the place they were living. Told his wife everything. Confessed to every single murder. Every single thing. And was like, you deserve, you deserve saving. Somehow. And how am I going to save you? I'm going to confess, I'm going to hide, and you're going to tell the police where I'm at when they place a bounty, or tell me where he's at, and I'll give you money. You're right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. bounty. Bounty. A reward. A reward. And so that was one of the only nice things that he did was waited, and so she waited until police placed the bounty. She called the police, told them exactly where he's at. He's at this local church. He's been hiding. They took him in, arrested him. Okay. Peter was interviewed by Dr. Kohlberg, which is where I got all of this information from. He's a psychiatrist. Okay. Okay. Um, Like like a lot of his reportings and everything. Yes. He wrote an entire book on just the mind of Peter Curtin. Okay. Um, (laughs) As Peter was talking to Dr. Kohlberg about his crimes, he was getting so aroused that he ejaculated. On July 1st, 1931, he was sentenced to death um, by guillotine. Okay? Mm-hmm. His last guillotine, wow. Yeah. Okay. His last words were tell me that. <laughs> so Peter Curtin's last words or last sentences. Tell me, after my head is chopped off. Will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck? That would be the pleasure to end all pleasures. So, if that doesn't tell you anything about this entire episode, that should end it. Also, super, super, super fun fact. If you are in, if you're in Wisconsin Dells. You can go to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Oh, I love that museum. And see Peter head? Curtin's head on display. Like his actual head? His actual head. What? hmm hmm Is this where you got your inspiration? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, did you see it? Mm-hmm. Yay. Was he an ugly motherfucker? It. It's all shrunken and gross. Yeah. It's it, mummified. It looks like. Take it away. It looks like a fake <laughs> old man, like, costume head. That's what it looks like. Just split in half. You you can see where his brain was. You can see, oh, like, the, the lining of the curves. Wow. Yep, you can see where his spine connected. It, like, it's neato. <laughs> I was like, oh, Okay, so, anyway, going back to, going back just a little bit is when I said that Peter... Peter hid. Augusta called, got the police involved. They found him, whatever, whatever. He instantly told them every single thing. He was interviewed. He gave a full confession, an honest confession. Um, and the details were so 
Word for word, perfect. Yeah. Um, that they were like, there's no way that this man is, is lying. And he was like, I'll even tell you where the bodies are of this person, this person, this person, because I buried them or I hit them and I did this. And they went and found the bodies that he confessed to. Wow. Okay. So he confessed to 77 plus, because like I said earlier, when he was like stabbing people with axes, he doesn't know if they actually died or not, but he knows for sure 77 he killed. Uh, Okay. Not that this is, I hate the word interesting because it's disgusting, but it is interesting to know the mind of a grotesque psychopath like this is also capable of remembering everything an individual one whether he remembers their name or not or knew their name Mm -hmm. but each individual one and where to find them 77 of them Mm -hmm. like i can't tell you where a pair of my socks are that i love (laughs) yep you know what i mean like that's what i'm talking about it's that type of there's something that's detached and within that detachment is something very much precise and focused in in like almost has this insane hyper-driven memory focus yeah do you, you know what i mean like that's that's the i find interesting and fascinating part about all of these some of all of most of these people because again you can say oh this 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 that and like list them mm-hmm. what i did because he, whether he wrote them down in a diary or not who knows but if you can just like sit there and recant each every single one, one uh, do you think that's related to like fight or flight an extreme fight or flight because extreme adrenaline because extreme having like trauma memories yeah yeah but he's been going through that since basically birth right i mean but i'm also like yes you know what i mean like he he went back and he was telling telling all the times that he remembers the abuse in his household like he went all the way back it wasn't just i'll tell you the 77 he went all the way back to age nine when he murdered bunny quotations murdered those two boys yeah, but I mean, like, that's what I mean. Like, there's, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's, in, it's insane. Like, I had a thought and I lost it, but like, I'm that's just thinking. My bad. That's like, okay. I, 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 was, <laughs> I, was, I was excited. I was about to figure out, like, don't cut her off. Okay, uh, but hold it. No, I lost it. But I mean, exactly. See, I can't even remember mm-hmm. what the fuck I was just about to try to say because I was gotten too excited. Um, and And yet he can recant all of that. And. Mm-hmm. It's it, just it, it's just crazy to me, absolutely crazy to me. I can't, I can't. It, it's just it's so hard to wrap my brain off. But that's what that I think that's what the I think what somebody, other people like myself and us also people who love true crime. I think that's the fascination part of it. Mm-hmm. Where of course the you're hearing about these people like Peter, Peter Sheetbucker, who are <laughs> disgusting <laughs> and terrible horrendous crimes mm-hmm. that's why they kept his brain in in 19 yeah in 1931 they kept his brain after after his death because they wanted to do research on it and figure out what what, what went through that yes what kind of and, and they've done like there's multiple studies through, on, mm-hmm. throughout history that scientists have done that where they're trying to focalize and see the connection on how these like people mm-hmm how their brain is structured, how their 
chemistry or how the, the hormones in their brain or their body, how, what is it that makes them work differently to build? Were you dropped things? as a child? Yeah, something like that. Like, are, you, are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you're pretty stable. Uh, yeah, I work for me. But that's what I mean. Like that, it is a reason why people why it's such a fascinating thing. Not fascinating as in like, oh my god, wow, this is what they did. But oh my god, wow, they thought in their mind at 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 some level, whether they had remorse or not, mm-hmm. that this was okay behavior. Yep. And uh, granted, you know, hearing his childhood, obviously, like Coda said, he didn't stand a chance with his childhood, with his with his then ongoing like in influence on like early dog catcher years and, and, and other people and then being in jail and hearing and discussing what other people have done. They're calling yeah. him the creep, king of the creeps or wherever the fuck it was. King of the perverts. King of the perverts. Mm-hmm. But and then the, the vampire Dusseldorf. Also, I know that I mentioned this with the swan that he drank the blood of the swan. He also did that with quite a few of the people he murdered, as he would he would drink their blood. I'm sorry, I left that out. Well, you said but, he was he was biting coochies and drinking blood. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he um he's the vampire of Dusseldorf. There's some something in his in his little brain went. This is a really good idea, yeah, really and like, let me keep rolling with it. Yeah, and let me get. Like his body, like that was attachment to his obviously fucking uh, attraction or whatever you want to fucking call it. Mm-hmm. There was that line, that split connection. And um, I don't know. I think that's what makes, I don't want to say science, but that's what makes the brain and human chemistry so fascinating. Even if you're not even talking about serial killers and all these terrible people, but what makes your brain different than mine was what makes our brains different than code is how we different process, how we, mm-hmm. how we function, how our brains work, how I connect thoughts and zigzag and scribble all over the place. Like if you could, if you could follow the thought process within your brain and see the millions and nuance of different, different pathways that, that one spark of an idea turns into this to ping pongs over there that flip flops into there. Do you ever that do that? Hmm. Catch yourself like, daydreaming or thinking of something you're like how did i get here yes and then you track it back to how you yeah. got there mm-hmm. or I, I i get a lot of like uh randy will look at me and he's like i'll say we'll be in conversation and i'll say something or like i'll say something oh yeah that made me think so i'm like how did you get there and i'm like oh well, this made me think of this which made me think of this which made me think of this which brought me to here mm-hmm. and to him he's like what that's the- insane like he's like, are you okay or he'll see me what did i just out. sign up like, for oh, that's normal or like he'll see me like sit there and stare and zone out, and he's like, "Where did you just go?" I'm like, "Oh, I was just thinking about." I've been this. here the whole time. Josh does that, but yeah. he's like nowhere. I'm literally just staring, like yeah. nothing. <laughs> he'll be like, "You." That's got- a murderer right there. You better no, watch out. Nothing. I feel no. Nothing. Literally, he'll just be like, "I, I just, I just shut off." He's just been yeah, counting just- ceiling tiles. We're like, "What?" No, he's just like, he wasn't thinking about anything. Literally. Yeah, Not I wish my brain like, would do that. Like cricket chirping. No, that shit's always it's like going. that empty room in SpongeBob's brain. Yeah, which is dust bunnies. Yeah, because he's just <laughs> cobwebs. Mine makes lists. Your brain does all the time. I love lists. Mm-mm. My brain doesn't make lists. I love making lists because inside my brain it's a whole bunch of squirrels. You took like a bag of squirrels and shook them up really bad, and you just let them loose. That's your brain. Yeah. I talk out loud a lot. Yeah, I do that too. Um, but I like, catch Kelly I doing curse that. out loud. <laughs> yeah, you do. I curse out loud. I was like, what did she just say? She's like, I, do it, I do it a lot in the 
car, but I know not to, like, I know how, I shut it off around other adults, but I'll catch myself talking out loud and my kid's in the backseat. What'd you say, mom? Nothing. No, he's probably literally just listening to my conversations to myself. My mom did that. She'll, but. But it was so funny. So she would be talking out like a conversation, like whether she was. I will, yeah, I will like have that. a two-sided but, conversation. But like she would scenario-wise, like I'll be driving. I'm having and, an like, argument pre- back pre- with no, myself. I'll pretend to like go through a conversation I've already had, and what like this is how I would do it differently if I could redo it, or mm-hmm. or like it's almost like I'll just talk about it and like I'm preparing to tell the story again. Yeah. Yeah, I my mom would do loud. that, and I I would catch her doing it in the car. But I couldn't, I could, or I could, I would catch her doing it in the car without sitting in the back seat. Or I remember hearing her get ready, so she'd be getting ready for doing something, and she'd be talking to herself, like not like you know, but like, but she would be talking under her breath. But I could hear the s's in the sentence, which which because it was yeah, so creepy. So she would be. My kid probably thinks the same thing. It's really and that's what I would hear. I'd be like, I've done it his whole life. And that woman like, needs a therapist. And talking to herself. Oh, I am. I was like, yes. And like, that's how I could tell because she would be mumbling. And then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can get you, Kelly's mom. Yeah, I can get you, Kelly. Yeah. Thanks, Kelly's mom. Yeah. Anyway. That's my story, and I'm that sticking to it. That's a good one. I was like good. We haven't had a long one. No, we haven't. Thank you. There's more. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> like stop. I don't think really. But wait, there's more. Maybe find out wait, part two. Just kidding. I've never done that. <laughs> no, that's fair. Anyway, if you have any questions or concerns, wanna give us any suggestions, whatever, you can email us at at <laughs> You can find us on Facebook or YouTube at Gudamurder podcast official mm-hmm. and you can find us on instagram at gouda murder pod anyway thank you for listening and stay fresh cheese, cheese bags